following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, now sponsored by AkaiCon, August 7th through 9th at the Cool Springs Convention Center in the Franklin Marriott Hotel. Go to akaicon.com now for more information and how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast for July 27th, 2015. I'm your host this week, Jim Nelson, the sheriff's back in town, baby. And joining me tonight is... Founder of TsunamiFaithful.com, Paul Pascarillo. And... It's Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Your usual host, Sketch. Yay. Yeah, I'm back from I'm a back from a few weeks of uh, a few weeks of hiatus, summer vacation, I guess you could call it. Yeah, school's out for summer, baby. School's out forever. No more teachers, <laughs> no more books, no more te- uh, no more teachers, looks. dirty looks. Yeah, no yes, more pencil. Wow. It's no more pencils, no more books, no more teachers, dirty looks. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's been a while since I heard that against. song. <laughs> And it's time to rub up against Sketch because Jen is not here. Ooh, Sketch, you're so cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> I will not deny that I am cuddly. He's a big teddy yes, bear. Yes, you are, like Bay. He's a big teddy bear like that. Yes, Bay is very cuddly. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Jen. I'm no, don't, don't, don't talk about teddy bears. I've, I've spent the past couple of days reading way too much about uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about a series that went downhill fast. (laughs) The lore is very interesting. The lore is great. The gameplay, not so much after the first game. But anyway, that's another segment. Maybe that'll be a post-segment someday. But anyway, (laughs) as you all know, we a lot of us like uh, video games. And by a lot of us, I mean half of us, myself and Sketch. (laughs) <laughs> well paul likes video games he never has time to play them yeah exactly but Darrell, he hasn't played a game since like 1992 <laughs> oh no hey, hey, hey. actually 2000 man okay okay i got, I got a ps2 okay come on <laughs> you're two generations behind brother i uh, hey, dude that's what happens i'm one generation time. behind i'm okay with that i'm current I have a super nintendo there you go best system hey, that's all-time classic, baby. I, I, I do have a feeling that at some point a Nintendo, a new Nintendo system will end up in my life and my kid will be playing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't count me out of that too long. Exactly. Okay, so we'll make sure to reference this around Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell him not so to So did you get your kid in Nintendo? Phone. You lousy sack of crap? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, he gets the actual. He gets the original eight bit Nintendo, and the kid loves it anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. I, I did get a Nintendo. It's a Super Nintendo. Good. Um, <laughs> Kids should be so lucky. Yes. <laughs> Struggle was real buzz back in the day, man. It certainly I was. I remember days when we didn't have like you know game cartridges and um difficult games build character. Yeah. Exactly. Made me the gamer I was once was. <laughs> I remember those struggles where you had to sit there every two seconds and be like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, yes, people, I'm that old. Anyway. Oh, yeah, we all are. We're all old (laughs) enough to remember that. Not ex-Uncle Darrell for nothing. Black Uncle is not buying him anything. (laughs) (laughs) uh, By the way, people, I'm not sick anymore. Yay. Uh, Out time. You're just sick looking. (laughs) 
So well, anyway, anyway, shall we move on to Kill the Kill? Because we are nearing the Kill the Climax. Ah, yeah, baby. So let's get into it with the Kill the Kill episode recap. Kill the Kill, episode number 23, Imitation Gold. Why do I get the feeling I've heard that before? I like gold! I was thinking more to a pimp named Takarada, but... <laughs> <laughs> you just mag as you can't afford a gold mecha crab. <laughs> <laughs> Ryuko and Satsuki arrive at the Primordial Life Fiber to battle Ragyo. As the Primordial Life Fiber attacks the Naked Soul, the Elite Four don new Goku uniforms to assist Mako. However, no matching swords. During the battle, Ragyo slices Ryuko in half, but that was a ruse that would allow Ryuko to attack the Primordial Life Fiber while Satsuki diverts Ragyo's attention. Mako uses sheer willpower, along with the support of other Hanoji students, to launch the Naked Soul like a giant dagger to split through the Primordial Life Fiber. Spurred on by their arrival, Ryuko manages to cut through the core of the Life Fiber and send it crashing down. Things are looking good for our heroes as the credits roll. However, those very credits are interrupted by Nui, who has finished preparations for Ragyo's ultimate kamui, Shinra Koketz. Ragyo dons the kamui and absorbs Homura as its... Homura? Is that the uh, glasses girl? Yeah, isn't Ray Homura her name? Uh, honestly, I have never known. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ray. I saw Homura, my uh, brain immediately went to Madoka Magica. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn you, QB. I just, QB. I just might keep that in. Okay. There. <laughs> Ragyo dons the Kamui and absorbs Homura as its power source. It seems this battle has only just begun. So we got ourselves uh, quite the kill the climax for next week. And I want you guys all to tweet that at some point this week. Hashtag kill the climax. Climax with a K. Because grammar is cool. Yes. <laughs> and most you can't spell cool. anyway. Yep, because bad grammar is cool. <laughs> so, thoughts on this episode because it was delicious, if you ask me. Dude, the upgraded um Goku uniforms for the Elite Four? <laughs> Hell fing yeah. Like I said, I'm disappointed there were no Zords to match. <laughs> I know, man. That that was just well you hold on, you got the naked soul, man, so Yeah. I guess that it can count as a Zord. Maybe. Well, the way it transformed, yeah, I guess you could say that. That's probably... a Zorp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cotton is not actually the fiber of life anymore. It's actually just a life fiber. <laughs> Anybody else think Inamuta's new design kind of looks like Spider-Man? Yeah, it does kind of look. Well, maybe not Spider-Man, but definitely Venom. Mm. He's got the Spider-Man eyes. Yeah. Usually does. Now all we need to do is just see him tear off his uh, Goku uniform at the very end of the show. <laughs> and of course, we got to see a couple of shiny nipples again. Of course, shining nips and uh, yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Paul, any thoughts on this episode? 
No, didn't get to see it this week. Oh, you know, man, such a best post fail. But but I am caught up to that episode. So good, 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 good. Okay, okay, good. Because yeah, I'm about to say we're about to kick you off the podcast, man. Well, <laughs> we expect you to be able to talk about the final episode. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> we need to give Kill okay. the Kill a uh, send off, befitting how awesome the show is. If you can call up my boss and tell him not that I don't need to work Saturday, we'll we'll be my guest. <laughs> Do you have otherwise, a DVR? <laughs> otherwise. We'll see what happens. <laughs> do you have a DVR or a VCR? Okay, good. Well, no, no, I have. Well, yeah, I have Time Warner, and they actually have been. Uh, they have what's called cutting edge on demand. So around like Wednesday or Thursday, the new episode's posted up. So, oh, that stinks. Comcast yeah. puts it up the next day. <laughs> well, seriously, they're a little slow. You have DVR. You should. I do have DVR, but not at. The house. No, I was well. I was at my parents' say, house, yes, but not at my house. <laughs> I was gonna say Time Warner, <laughs> cutting edge. <laughs> not not to be. Time Warner Cable is not owned by Time Warner. Not anymore. Not so anymore. Let's just let's preface that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be a lot better now. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, on our way to the Tsunami Talkbacks, Austin Guest at Rinku588 says, For some reason, I kept hearing about Rose and fighting Powas during the penultimate episode of Kill the Kill. Bro, bro, fight the power! Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. a reference to uh, Gurren Lagan, which would make nothing but sense. Yes. Way to go for the gusto, Austin. Way to go. <laughs> Crossover references are but <laughs> yes, they are. Benjamin. Pichon. I mean, come on. When, when it's WTF all the way. It's like, what was this Gurren Lagan? <laughs> all I thought about was spiral life fiber power. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Pajon at Killatubby says, I know the same people made Kill a Kill also made Gurren, which makes me worried because all we know what happened to the cast, we all know what happened to the cast there. Yeah, they lived happily ever after and got boobs. Yeah. Uh, well, with the exception, exactly. of, with the exception of Nia. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so far, nobody's really died in Kill a Kill. Not really, no. There was character death and permanent character death in. Um, like main Gurren. awesome main characters that you really really liked dying in Good and Lagan. Yeah, common all horrible yeah. tease at the end there. Exactly. They're like, oh, you love these characters? Well, they're all gonna die. Game of Thrones move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of Games of Thrones talk last week. Yeah. Uh. At Meowth nine hundred. Hey, it's Allison. Yay. Uh, that moment where Nui interrupted the ending song like Dio Brando interrupts that one opening in JoJo. <laughs> I love Allison. Joe jokes! <laughs> yes, Paul will never understand JoJo. <laughs> Not unless it comes to Toonami. Exactly. exactly, thank you. But you or should get... Warner no. Brothers sends him a DVD. As a quick aside, <laughs> yes, we oh, must send... Oh, that's right, yes. Yes, I will. I will get that for you, Sketch. Yes, I was going to oh. say as a quick aside, we have to have Paul watch JoJo just to have his head explode and say, "Oh my God, get this! Oh my God, get this!" this is too yeah. Yes. No, no, no. That I'm is exactly busy. the reaction. I'm too busy trying to get 
cannon busters and SWAT cats on. You guys deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a little bitch. You know that. Shut up. American cartoons will be back on Toonami. Eventually. It will happen. Yeah. Mark our words. It will happen. Mm Mm-hmm. With every dying breath in my body. (laughs) Oh, man. When that do happen, let me know, dude. I'm going to be at your funeral turned up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to respond to that. Well, right on his gravestone, he felt very strongly that SWAT cats (laughs) needed to air on Tsunami. (laughs) Which, it's, by the way, but he runs out, out of inter- he, he runs out of space. So it's like, but he felt very strongly that SWAT cats should. A- <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> but yes, I would love to see SWAT cats on. Which, by the way, there's an interview with one of the creators this week, hopefully coming out. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't come out, you can yell at Jim. Yes, it's, <laughs> I accept responsibility for that. Which, by the way, Sketch, who, am I sending my copy or are you sending your copy? I already sent him. Okay, well, then we're good. <laughs> at so, yeah, expect it this week. At Derek Sickink says, I don't want Kill the Kill to end. Climactic episode begins next week. Pumped up! Last episode, mm. hype! Last episode, hype! Somebody gone. And finally, SL the FMA says, The final battle is next week, and Kill a Kill knows how to build up the hype. Final battle hype! <laughs> Found it weird they didn't play a promo for it ending. Could the fact that they didn't play a KLK finale be, promo be a good indication that they plan on rerunning it soon? Um, uh, That's very much up in the air. We didn't really know about uh, Attack on Titan until... Just about the until like uh, not too long before it ended. I think we might have known um, that week. There, there's either there's there's a couple possibilities of why they didn't have one. A they forgot <laughs> they've done that. B there's there was way too much content in these last two weeks that they didn't really want to do one, which they've done that too. Very true. Or C and this has happened also. Somebody forgot to put it on air. Didn't you just mention that though? <laughs> Did I just mention that? Yeah, that was like the yeah. first thing that you mentioned. Whatever, I'm too tired. I don't they, care. they forget. They forgot something yeah, happened. I don't think they, they forgot. forgot. <laughs> I think they just had too many things to do. By also, the way, they're out of town. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, all four kill the kill rerunning and taking Attack on Titan spot. I. I am also in agreement with that. Nothing against Attack on um, Titan. It's just that Kill a Kill is newer, and I think it's really, really awesome. Now, I, I have to stop you there because IGPX is coming out in November, so I would rather see that. Yeah, mm. but they've played IGPX. True. They own IPG, IGPX. They can play it at True. any time. <laughs> However, then they could save money and get something for December. Well, we don't know what kind of contract they have for Kill a Kill. They've already been able to rerun some of the episodes. It's true. Exactly. So if they have the ability to rerun Kill a Kill, why not? Exactly. It's exactly. No, I agree with that. Use I it as that. long. Use that contract as long as they can. They have gotten their pound of flesh out of Attack on Titan. No pun intended. Why? <laughs> why not try? Why not try and uh, get what they can out of Kill a Kill? And you know what? Before any of you complain, if it was Bebop, you'd be complaining just as loudly. Hell yeah! Now shut the. I was going to say suck on that, but (laughs) I prefer Darrell's approach. (laughs) (laughs) 
And what can I say? Kill a Kill is just a fun freaking anime. Oh, I love it. I love it to pieces. If this job I mean, I'm, if this job I just applied for comes through, then I'll definitely be collecting the rest of the Blu-rays. All right, moving right along now from the Kill the Kill episode recaps, which have just been completed, to the Sword Art Online 2 episode recap. And it starts right now. Sword Art Online 2, Episode 16, King of the Giants. At the entrance to Thrymheim, Yui explains the quest the group was given created by the Cardinal System's automatic quest generation function, <laughs> and that if they do not succeed in their quest, a final war event, Ragnarok, will be triggered, and the world of ALO will be subsequently destroyed, something the Cardinal System is capable of doing. Valuing ALO as they do, they are all the more determined to complete their current quest. When the group is forced to rely on sword skills that could deal elemental damage in addition to physical damage that leave their player rigid for a few seconds, Kirito reveals his new technique of using consecutive sword skills with each of his swords to avoid the penalty uh, period of rigidity. After defeating the boss guarding the entrance to the lowest floor of the castle, they encounter a female NPC trapped in an ice cage. Although the others insist that it is a trap, Klain, captivated by the woman's beauty and boners, ignores their <laughs> advice and frees the woman who introduces herself as Freya. Instead of running away, Freya asks to join the group and Kirito reluctantly agrees to the request. After preparing for the final battle by recharging their buffs and gaining more than their maximum HP from a spell cast by Freya, the group enters the throne room where they find the massive king of the frost giants, Thrym, who refers to Freya as his betrothed. Yes, Thrym is just like a fucking big-ass jerk, man. <laughs> Where's that Mjolnir when you need it? Since, know, we're, talking, right? <laughs> since we're talking Norse Funny, mythology. That. <laughs> by, by the way, Jim, it's Klein. I thought it was Klein, but... Uh, it's Klein. It's Klein. Klein? Okay. Res hashtag respect Klein. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> handsome Klein! That's <laughs> that screen cap of Handsome Klein. <laughs> the eternal bromance of Klein and Kirito. Everybody's <laughs> like, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's totally a trap. And even it's like. <laughs> no, we just, we just had that. I know it's a trap. No, we just it's a trap. Oh, Klein, you have no idea how much of a trap it is. <laughs> no, nah, I, I know it's a trap. No. Okay, so, hang on, hang on, hang on. Would you say that Freya is actually a trap queen? Uh, Damn, I forget, man. Well, at the, no. same, <laughs> well, at the nah. same time, Darrell, at the same time, there's also that Willy Wonka moment. Stop, don't come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> so, Kirito's latest hacks is combining sword skills, and he swears it's not dual wielding. And it's he's not like, dual it's wielding. really dual wielding. Pshaw. <laughs> dual wielding is for wielding. such a. Dual wielding's for scrubs, bro. <laughs> No, Kirito would never say that. <laughs> no, that would make him an interesting character. <laughs> so, this episode is like info dump, fight, more fight, save the damsel, prepare for the next fight. 
that, that's the episode. But right. there's really Refreshingly fantastic fight sequences. Yes, I mean, this is what we needed more of from Sword Art Online, which could have made it, which could have changed my opinion of it. But also, here's, I don't want to stir the pot, but I'm going to have to because I was called out for this. Um, I feel no stakes from this because... So a game's going to get deleted. I've had my save file deleted. It's not worth uh, hanging myself over. <laughs> That's true, yeah. but they're concerned about the game being completely deleted. Like, it's not just a save, it's the game. <laughs> which it's the entirety opens, of the game. Which opens a whole nother can of plot hole-filled worms, but we'll, we'll, we won't go there. Um exactly. I'm just saying. Hi, my name is Colton. I'm going to tell you more about it in a novel. <laughs> and even if the stakes Ray weren't high, they still finished the quest. Yeah, finish the. They're gamers. <laughs> finish the. No, another another uh, reference. Tron. Finish the game. No. <laughs> I'm gonna roll today. In the case of uh, Sword Art Online, it's hate the player, not the game. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, since you people so desperately want me to say good things about Sword Art Online, apparently, here's one. The video games, if you can get them, are pretty good. At least one of them has been translated. I don't know if the second one's going to come on over, but um, I think it's Hollow Fragment is the name, and you can get that on the PlayStation Store if you have a PlayStation Vita or PlayStation TV. It's really... I just it's, can't get over that name for a Sword Art game. Hollow, Hollow Fragment. Please moment! Exactly. And that will be the only bleach moment for a while. <laughs> you can always find a bleach moment. Damn right. As long as somebody's using swords. <laughs> or, when he, or when he's bleaching his ass. Or when he's just doing the laundry. <laughs> I hate both of you right now. <laughs> Jim, you keep on talking to that man, we're going to send you back, man. <laughs> hey, I liked the Halloween episode of Bleach. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Rookie, 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 rookie. What's this about? Rookies? By the way, can we can we say like uh, how much Sion is good in this series? Yeah, Sion. Well, she's been pushed to the background, like everything else. But uh, she's got some mad skills with that bow. She yes, does. she does. She does. Well, hey, I like, also, I like how she jumped on top of that Minotaur and then just like shoots through his head. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I'm on board a, with that's this. A nice, uh, that's a nice little fan service moment. Also a nice little fan service moment. Asuna actually doing something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, be, or rather. So like, what are we going to do? Wait, Asuna attacked. What? <laughs> it was super effective. <laughs> well, she's she's supposed to be giving them more energy and everything. But then like. She's the healer. Yeah, she's, yeah, the, she's healer the healer in the back. But well, she's the berserk also healer. healer. Yeah, well, at the well, at the same time, actually, I like to think of her more as a red mage. <laughs> <laughs> For you, Final Fantasy fans out there, but um, yeah, it's like, hey, Asuna was allowed to do something. How long will we have to wait to see this happen again? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, at least Asuna is more useful than Sakura. <laughs> oh, that is without a doubt. Oh, that, yes. oh yeah. Hey, you yes. know what? Hey, you know what? Um. Just that first appearance of Asuna was when she she did more than Sakura ever has. <laughs> you really no, yeah. you legitimately have to try to go to Sakura level. <laughs> you know we're gonna get cussed out for this later, Jim. <laughs> oh we are. Oh we Nobody are. Cares about Sakura. No one gives a crap about Sakura. 
Oh, I can't. time will come soon in the next arc. <laughs> to be this next client's time. To be next story. Anyway, on to the tsunami talkbacks. At Meowth 900, hey, Allison again, says, I hope Lord Klein saves the day, even if he has to use Kirito's hacks to do it. <laughs> you know to. he's totally going to do it. Yeah. It's called a bromance fusion dance. <laughs> fusion ha! <laughs> At SLB... Why does Kirito get to make all the decisions? I know. Well, he's the, he's probably the he's the saddest one there. Well, he's pro he's what every MMO player wishes they were. <laughs> At SL the FMA says Klein. Need I say more? He's really making the arc, especially with the dub. This dub keeps making it harder to go back to the sub. Yeah, this dub has been fantastic. See, I yes, said something. See, I said something else nice about Sword Art. <laughs> yeah, but the voice acting has just been freaking. The voice. The voice acting has just been superb. I it mean, has been. no complaints. No complaints at all. Sketch, you were going to say. Huh? I said, I hope you're keeping score. <laughs> yes, I am keeping score. That's two. <laughs> Everybody gets one and Sword Art has already doubled its allotment. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Terminal says, Freya, huh? If I know my more Norse mythology, and I do, Klain's going to be in for a big surprise. Literally yeah, and figuratively. Yeah, man. Literally and figuratively. Klain, Jim. Mm, love that figure. <laughs> Look, I don't want to hear you telling people that they're mispronouncing words, Paul. <laughs> I know. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Hey, wait a you're minute. a serial a mispronouncer of Ryuko. <laughs> wait a minute. I am not the only one that has problems with f***ing Twitter not having an edit editing feature. Talk no, 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 no. We're not talking about Talk typing. We're talking about speaking. <laughs> the only problem you is the Twitter. Do you okay? speak it? <laughs> That's why I don't f***ing say it. <laughs> hey, dude, you blame autocorrect so much, man, to his ridiculous. Do. Dude, you don't <laughs> understand. Like, I will have a perfect word, and then all of a sudden it will f***ing change it as I tweet it. I'm not even kidding. And I get so pissed about that shit. I'll be like, if, and then it turns it into of. What? <laughs> How about what? you just admit that your ass can't spell? I'm going to get you a <laughs> no funny decision for I Christmas. <laughs> I can spell. It's just a fucking Twitter and shit. Get me an edit feature already. Jesus Christ. Benjamin Pajon says, who goes on a raid without someone on DPS duty? Very true. Very, very true. That's uh, horrifically. That is a, a hilarious folly. <laughs> Imagine that they got that far without somebody on DPS duty. <laughs> What do I see? Tank, 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 healer, healer, tank. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're actual terms. Back me up, Sketch. I, <laughs> I don't play much MMOs, but yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and finally, Austin Guest says, so about that timed quest we need to do. Did we just forget that after the commercial break? Fate of the game? No. Figures. I don't feel like they forgot. Nah, it's it's. I mean, the exposition dump was there, so. <laughs> I don't think it's that they forgot about it. I think it's just that they have to finish this quest, and I think this, uh, if I remember correctly, next is the uh, the next episode uh, closes out the little mini arc. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe he was complaining about them stopping to talk to Freya, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, it already seems like that was a good idea, considering they got a good buff out of it. Yeah. 
shit. They got, knows good, what other they got a good holds. NPC, and uh, for once, the power of boners actually does something good. <laughs> Boing. Which, by There's the way, one more talkback. Yes, there is. There is. Yeah. From Josh Knighton at Khaki Blue Socks. Was that a new opening theme? It sounds so plain and boring. Dot, dot, dot. Perfectly appropriate for this SAO story arc. Oh, come on, man. The art <laughs> I must disagree with that. I yeah. really like the opening. Well, I don't like the cut that they did on Toonami. It was <laughs> yeah. really I'm freaking bad. To- but the week before, they played the full thing and it was good. Yeah. But... It's not. It wasn't tsunami that probably did that cut either. It was probably the no. It was Anaplex. I'm sure. Yeah. Which by the is way, surprising because they were pretty good at doing the uh, the kill a kill openings in the uh, the first Sao2 opening. They yeah. You know they kind of just took the last thirty seconds and it worked. So I don't know what they were thinking with this one, but the flow is terrible. Paul, <laughs> right, you, you were going to say. Yeah. By the way, real quick. Um, they're supposed to be releasing this arc, and there's three episodes, so I'm really interested to see how much Anaplex is going to charge for three episodes. Um, oh, they're not going to do it like that. No, 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 they are. They actually announced that. They they have the first part that they've already released, and then the second – well, no, wait. Did they release the first part yet? Uh, I, don't think that, I don't think they have. No. If they haven't, then it's going to be soon. The first yeah. set, I think, has six or seven, maybe eight episodes. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, usually, yeah. Uh, well, Anaplex, what they do is they leave an uncompressed audio format, linear PCM for the Japanese, and um, they also don't load down their uh, discs with uh, ridiculous amounts of episodes. This applies to the DVDs as well. Right. Like, this isn't well, just I, what they do. On yeah, the I don't think that they will release this arc as entirely separate. They might. If it just kind of breaks down that way, but if they, would they do, to, they'll they would probably have to price charge it. a lot less than usual. They would have to price it similar to what they do with some of the Bake Monogatari second season arcs. Mm. Mm, Bake Monogatari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like well, that show too. I, yes. I think, I believe the second release is supposed to be in October, November, and then the, the last one's supposed to be December. Mm. So, Well, hey. Well, no. if they only break it up in three, then they're definitely not putting this arc on its own. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might all be on its own disc. Yeah. Depending on how it breaks down. Right. Right. And like I said, it's probably, like I said, if uh, they do send the, have this uh, as its own thing, then it's going to be three, epi- like you said, it's going to be like three, four episodes on its own release. And they're going to, you know, probably have it in some, like, they're going to have the typical nice Aniplex packaging and stuff. Right. So. Because they do, because they do that. Their their presentation is wonderful, and they also, which I love, they also mark that it says, "as seen on tsunami." Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you, Adam. They've I been doing it. that since the beginning, and you know what? I like it. I so exactly. do I. I love you, Anna. You don't you don't see that too much <laughs> too often anymore when tsunami <laughs> plays a series. So it's always awesome to see that. EJ, Joanna, you folks are the best. Yes. <laughs> No thanks to Paul. (laughs) Okay. I guess I can't disagree with it, but okay. (laughs) I I don't know how how I'm supposed to disagree with that, but okay. (laughs) Okay. So that'll bring us to the end of our episode recaps. And now for this week on Toonami, we got a promo for the promo of Dragon Ball Z Resurrection of F. We are going to get ourselves a nice little sneak peek next week. Um, so. Real quick, by the way, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be able to put that up 
on YouTube. So um, you'll have to look at yourselves, kids. Yeah, don't be surprised if you don't see it because legal. Well, just tune YouTube's in. A, yeah, just tune yeah, in. Just watch I don't Tsunami. Know, yeah. Just watch. <laughs> don't Tsunami expect Caboose to put that one up. Yeah, no. he didn't put the other one up, so I don't foresee that one being put up unless somehow I can get Funimation to give us permission. And you know what? It might not even be Funimation that takes it down. It might end up, if it does get taken down, it might end up being a victim of that stupid content ID system. Mm, no, usually because, because Funimation usually, if I send them the link, they'll clear those links. So mm. we don't usually get those kinds of problems. But okay. it would have to be on our channel. It wouldn't. It, Caboose probably wouldn't be able to get away with it. Okay. So... Okay, and secondly, we got a Tom homily, a Tom speech, as it were, um, on the value of friendship. Friendship, part of the cards, stuff like that. Somebody, yeah. somebody pointed out on Twitter that apparently they did this during the uh, Moltar hmm. era. So, ah, so they, uh, yeah, they've done a speech about friendship before. Oh, yes. Not like it's uh, not like it doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, hell, we're all friends here. I mean, we can deal with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. You know, know how, how hard it is. Be, you know how hard it is to be Paul's friend sometimes. You know how hard it is. You know how hard it is to be Darrell's friend sometimes. <laughs> not very not hard at all. <laughs> People actually like me. <laughs> oh, hey! People like me too. They just don't say. Dude, that. they like you like a kick in the balls. <laughs> well, now that we've completely uh, undermined the uh, part, the point of Tom's tsunami speech, let's go on to some. <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to some talkbacks. Uh, <laughs> at Master of the Arts says they could have used all Naruto and One Piece clips and sound bites for that speech. Yes, no, they could have. <laughs> Especially but One Piece. Then we would have missed out on great stuff from Kill a Kill. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the other shows. Yes, that's awesome. Everybody needs love. <laughs> JCMon05 says Captain Ginyu's looking at Goku's body like Link. <laughs> you gotta be ashamed of yourself with that one. Yeah, there's. Uh, a see, the thing with that is it's a picture. So yeah. I gotta describe. No, this is funny. Mm. <laughs> this is funny. Do describe to us. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know so, what? This is that one guy from the Boondocks. This is I like you. I want you. Now we can do this the easy way or the hard way. The choice oh, is yours. He pulled out Fleece Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a warrior. I like you, Chris. Handsome. No, mm -mm, I ain't got no milk and cookies for you. I don't want no little boys. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sketch. You know what? Sketch handsome. Um, I want you. I like you. Uh -oh. <laughs> Come here, babe. <laughs> Josh Knighton with a double dip. His first one. Seriously, Bulma. You're in a life or death situation right now. Think about your vagina later. <laughs> mm. She's got her priorities straight. I know the, hey, the vagina monologues survive. <laughs> Darrell would know. And his second one, Yamato, you literally moved heaven and earth to help Naruto train. I would make Kakashi pay, but that's just me. <laughs> Kakashi pooed him. 
<laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie though, man. That was some serious, serious sweet talking, man. Kakashi yeah. pulled the okie doke hard on him on that. Oh man, mm. he got him bad. He got him bad. By the way, what? Ramen girl, what happened? I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like the girl who's. No- the girl formerly known as Roman Girl. Not Dip Noodles Girl. Yeah. And you don't dip noodles. There you go. That kind of that reminds me of the Neo Kobe pizza thing from Snatcher. Uh, don't even get me started on that, dude. That was a fucking train, Rick. Yeah. If you guys I mean, remember that part from Snatcher, you are awesome. <laughs> Naruto just wanted to eat. Dude was starving. Exhausted. Yeah, but wait, just hey, but- give him some food. Let him but he die. set it up though, man. He made it do it the way. He, hey, look at she may have not set it up the way he wanted to, but he got his ramen though. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> at Cedric, at Cedric underscore Alpha says, no one wants your crappy food, Sakura. Also, Naruto without ramen is like Zoro with a sense of direction. I know. Damn point. And Sakura food peels were shitty. Yeah, they even like side man, they look like clumps of shit in the basket, though, man. <laughs> She's been talking about how ah, flavor's not important. Yes, yes it, it is. is. <laughs> if I this serve is... bland pasta, do you think people would be hailing me as the cook that I am? No. Exactly. I would probably throw an empty beer ball at your head and say, try it again. <laughs> <laughs> now clear it up. Do <laughs> At Frank Full Metal says, Spectacular finale to the Luffy versus Luchi fight. The stellar musical score really elevated the episode. And we got more finger pistols. Oh my god. I was, I mean, I was um, about as fired up after Stone, as Stone Cold was after he hits a stunner. <laughs> like, you know, getting in people's faces <laughs> as they're oh lying motionless on the ground, <laughs> firing middle and- fingers out. Yeah, I'm about to say it. Don't forget to open up a cold one, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> open up two cold ones, bash them together, and boom. There you go. Wasn't he drinking Coors Light? Uh, I never really saw, but it had to have been something really cheap. <laughs> I know. I think it was Coors, man. Maybe he was doing the Coors Light cleaning like you did. <laughs> I thought it was PBR, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, there are, better, there are worse American beers. Yes, they are. <laughs> At TKA256 says, not feeling this one. Luffy is somehow able to do enough damage to beat Luchi while barely alive? Deus Ex Machina galore. Someone hasn't seen One Piece. Mm, I see that now. That's a fair point, though. Luffy was pretty out. Oh, yeah. Luffy was... Dude, he was out, though, man, but he found the strength, man. Luffy was messed up. (laughs) He was aroused by Usopp's lovely voice. (laughs) By the way, Sunny Straight, God tier. Oh man, it's amazing. Oh man, I bet, I bet he was he was just dying after that performance. <laughs> to be honest with you, dude, I was just like, Luffy kicked Luchi's ass so he could just hear Usopp shut the f- up. Got <laughs> <laughs> an alarm clock. Yeah, Luffy's all like, ah, oh, come on, man, five more minutes. <laughs> Lo and behold, Sniper King is actually Usopp. <laughs> Which is only news to Luffy and Chopper. I know. Yeah. I think but, Chopper figured it out eventually. <laughs> 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 Our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, the thing is, um, I dispute that Deus Ex Machina thing because, like I said, this is Luffy we're talking about. You gotta watch a lot of One Piece to know that 
it you cannot kill Luffy. It's like trying to kill Alucard. Where's Crotigan when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get rid of Luffy. <laughs> Benjamin Pajon, once again, Star Platinum wishes he could do that. That's referring to Luffy's furious punches. Mm-hmm. A fury for a furry. Exactly. <laughs> Very furry, huh? At Inuyasha-san87 says, I enjoy long runners as much as the next guy, but can you guys stop asking for more and stop asking for JoJo already? No, because JoJo is awesome. Don't tell us not to ask for more JoJo. You know what? I believe you haven't even seen JoJo, you motherfucker. He's probably probably thinking it's Uh, too gay. He says he's a fan of it. No. So here's the thing. Real fan would say that. For as long as we've been doing this podcast, or at least as long as I've been hosting this podcast, we have regularly talked about shows that we think are on Toonami's radar. We've talked about Sailor Moon. We talked about DBZ before any of us thought that it was even a possibility for it to come back. We talked about Titan before it was licensed. We talked about One Piece Kill before Kill. it was licensed. <laughs> yeah, we I talked talk- about One Piece. We talked Black about Lagoon. Naruto, Black Lagoon, lots of shows. So JoJo's just another show that we like to talk about because we like it. And if it comes up in conversation, it does. And it's not just us. It comes up from other people's talkbacks. I mean, you so. even see homages to JoJo. Mm-hmm. Shoot, look at Kill a Kill. Mako was dressed up like Mako Joestar. <laughs> yada, yada, daze. <laughs> no one could argue that's not exactly a JoJo reference, but close enough. Hey, look at I had, look at, I had to get my JoJo in somewhere. Yeah. Everybody love it. Everybody has to have their JoJo. You always gotta get your JoJo in somewhere, Drill. Yeah, over your mouth, Paul. (laughs) I ain't doing that shit. That's Jesse's job tonight. Get my JoJo jolly. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the crane? Sketch? Get it. Okay, so that will take us out of the last of the Toonami talkbacks. And now we are going to get into the news. And it starts right now. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Okay, so first up are the ratings. So, at 12 a.m., Dragon Ball Z Kai did 18 to 49 numbers of 657,000. Kill a Kill did 651,000. Michiko and Hachin... 580,000, Sword Art Online, 505,000, Naruto Shippuden, 467,000, One Piece, a slight uptick at 477,000, and Attack on Titan closes us out with 421,000. By the way, um, Attack on Titan was the high point of the night, it beating out The Cleveland Show and American Dad, at least in 18 to 49, before King of the People woke up and started catching King of the Hill at 431, 732, before it went down again to 419. So Attack on Titan beat everything except uh, the 5 a.m. showing of King of the Hill. Damn it, Bobby! Which is weird. (laughs) And One Piece beat all those comedies. It did. At least in 18 to 49. Right. And again, I must stress again, those are the 18 to 49 ratings. Total ratings for this week, for last week, excuse me, that is the week of July 18th, 2015. 
Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1,396,000. Kill the Kill, 1,153,000. Michiko and Hachin, 1,017,000. Sword Art Online, 905,000. Naruto Shippuden actually beat out Sword Art at 919,000. One Piece, 888,000. Attack on Titan closes us out with 867,000. And in the total numbers, Attack on Titan, which is the the understandable low point for the night, defeat, beat everything uh, going forward in terms of total ratings for the rest of the night from 3.30 to 5.30 a.m. Nice. Which is actually is pretty impressive. Exactly. And you thought reruns would be a waste of time. <laughs> reruns are very rarely a waste of time. Hey, I love Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. As for the trending, we did pretty damn good again. To the tune of us getting everything. United States. Which, everything on the United States trends. DBZ Kai, Kill a Kill, Michiko and Hachin, Sword Art Online, Shippuden, One Piece. Uh, double trend to 1222 AM West Coast of Attack on Titan and Tsunami. And then uh, we had Tsunami again uh, pretty much throughout the night on the West Coast. Although Luffy trended as well at 3.22 a.m. <laughs> so, uh, that's, so that's the United States, twi- United States trends. Uh, other tw- uh, tweet counts. Uh, Shippuden had 957,000 tw- 957, uh, tweets about it. Kill the Kill, 4,383. Michiko Hachin, 2,763. Shippuden, 1,052. One Piece, 9,954. Sword Art Online 2, 2,363. Also, uh, Tumblr Trends, we got uh, Tsunami on there. And that was on, uh, I believe, Sunday. And then for uh, Tumblr... Yes? Today, partially today, too. Partially today? Okay. And yeah, then, whenever we get like 50,000 followers on our Tumblr page, it's still trending. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And then uh, for the Google Plus trends, Dragon Ball Z and Attack on Titan and Goku, all hashtagged. Also, uh, some quick notes, which are um, very important. They may not sound too important, but they are. Uh, at StatTweeSticks reported a 700% increase in popularity at 10, a- 10 p.m. Pacific. Sword Art Online 2 reported a 2,400% increase at 11 p.m. Pacific. And One Piece reported a 170% increase at 12.32 a.m. Pacific. Well, we've gone back to rocking it. And we've been doing this yes, for about a month have. solid now. They must have made a change to the, uh, uh, to the algorithms or something because we weren't trending for a long time. And now here we are, back to um, No, it, it has to do with the... The videos that were put out, the one by Caboose and the one uh, JMB, JMD, I'm, yeah, on Twitter. If we forgot your, we forgot your name. We apologize. Uh, He's a Saints fan. <laughs> but um, yeah, because of those two, that's why we've been able to trend so much. Is because of all, you know, increased, actually, people are like increased trending, oh, increased trending awareness. I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, that's one thing I've always said is we need to have some kind of video to tell people how to trend. And I'm sure yeah. it's a combination of that and the algorithm changing and the fact that it's summer. Yeah, that yeah, works, too. too. That works in our favor, too. We've had a very good summer this year. 
Yes. Not Much not better than last summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> that was a dazed and confused summer. <laughs> it certainly was. And it was such a good lineup. What? I know. Why you know watch? <laughs> Why you know watch? I guess you could but say our lineup's even now. better. Hey, our lineup's even so better now than it was. So I know. True. So, and it's going to get better because we recorded an interview with Miles Thomas from Crunchyroll. For those of us who are not aware of Akamega Kill, it ran on Crunchyroll last year, and a lot of people watched it. Sentai like, liked the streaming numbers enough to dub it, and now here we are. Akamega Kill, very, very close to its release. We did an interview with Mr. Thomas. Uh, I think it's the first guy we've got time we've gotten someone from Crunchyroll, which is actually kind of cool when you think about it. So we're going to get you guys all primed and ready for Akamega Kill. I almost said kill a kill. (laughs) (laughs) It's understandable. From one kind of kill kill to another, we got you your Akamega Kill primer with Miles Thomas from Crunchyroll right now. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am your host, Sketch, and I have with me my co-host, Darrell. How you doing, folks? And for this segment, in which we will be discussing Akamega Kill, coming to Toonami on August 8th, we have brought in Miles Thomas from Crunchyroll. Yeah, we kidnapped him last night, people. (laughs) How's it going, everyone? Happy to be here. I met Miles at Momocon, and I was just kind of like, hey, ever heard of the Toonami Faithful podcast? Oh, you want to come on? All right, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need someone to talk about a comic go kill because only Darrell's seen it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm ashamed. My, uh, you're ashamed. Oh, my goodness. Ashamed? They, uh, yeah, I'm ashamed because like, I'm the only one in the watch, dude. Oh, okay, that's what he's ashamed about. That's right. Okay, I, I can't admit that I was waiting for it to show up on Toonami because I didn't think that would show up on Toonami because <laughs> it was a Sentai show. And up until A Comic Go Kill was announced, Sentai was kind of that, will they or won't they? <laughs> and I'm glad they did because yes. this seems ripe for Toonami. Yeah, you know, Sentai needs to get their shows out there. Toonami needs hot, fresh shows. And, you know, Sentai's got some great ones. So, good match. And what what can't you love about them <laughs> promoting Toonami on shaved ice trucks? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. Uh, Everybody loves was, shaved ice. I mean, at Anime Expo, that's that's what you want. You want two things. You want shaved ice and you want Toonami. So it works out pretty well. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm down with it. So while well, I can gush and gush about Parasite because I love that show, <laughs> and I'm very excited to hear about it. I am completely clueless about a comic go kill. But before we get into that, uh, Miles, why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, my name is Miles Thomas. Like you said, I'm one of the brand managers at Crunchyroll.com, which means I represent uh, the company of well, the biggest anime company in the American industry these days. And we stream almost every new show that comes out in japan within an hour it's on our site and akamega kill was one of those shows thanks to our partner sentai uh so every sunday morning i woke up early so i could watch akamega kill 
because I had a lot of fun with this show. So that's why I'm here. Uh, I didn't have to watch it for work, but I definitely, definitely did. So that's me. That actually brings up a question. You partner with Sentai, so some of these shows you do get actually from Sentai as opposed to the Japanese licensor. More or less, yes. I did not know that. That's yeah. So uh, we we get they carve out a part of the rights for us, or we go in on things together, something around those lines. And uh, yeah, we are happy to work with Sentai. A lot of our shows are shared with Sentai, so we'll get the the video streaming rights, and they will have the home video rights, and everyone wins because we're yeah. really good at streaming, and they're really good at putting out DVDs. There you go. I yeah. I have to say uh, I do appreciate it greatly when a show is on Crunchyroll because I can watch it on my phone, I can watch it on the PS3 app, I can watch it on my computer. Well, actually, I'm a little annoyed that some shows that I want to watch I can't watch on some of those platforms for reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. I had to watch Cross Age on my computer. I want to see it on my TV. That's yeah. a matter of changing your settings. Oh, really? I definitely watched Crossange on my PS3, but we have to be really careful that, you know, 12-year-olds aren't watching Crossange on their TV. That is true. That is yeah, true. Yeah, you know, that first episode. <laughs> and that second episode. And then that last episode. Episode. <laughs> I, w- I would just love for them to play Crossange on Toonami just... Just so people who are freaking out about the content and Kill a Kill and SAO, they just be like, oh, I guess those weren't that bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I wonder how many letters Toonami did get about Sword Art oh, incest stuff. <laughs> I'm really curious. That would be my one question for them. They, they tend to be pretty, pretty tight-lipped about that kind of thing. But when I I did get to visit the office though when I was in Atlanta for Momocon. Oh, cool! Which was really neat. And there's like a giant, like five foot tall Zaku. Oh, nice. A pink Zaku it was cool. And the the Big O, the mech from the Big O. It's like that one's ten feet tall. That one's incredible. Yeah. I like I like my giant robots. It was a cool place to be. I'm sad that Toonami doesn't have any giant robot shows right now. Uh, aren't we all? Yes, we need giant robots back. You know, when uh, Reconquista and G uh, got taken down from YouTube in America, I'm like, well, this is our chance. This is our chance to go on Toonami, and I, I I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, who knows? Sunrise is... The less it, the better, I guess, for now. <laughs> but that Akame got kill. Yeah. That, uh, so that's I've true. heard it been compared to uh, Game of Thrones quite a few times. I think that's absolutely ridiculous makes zero sense but it's funny because a lot of characters do die so Darrell you said you watched the show yeah you know I, I really did enjoy you know boobs swords that's my kind of thing boobs and swords <laughs> you know it <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure Sketch is gonna leave me out but yeah you know I was just kind of like why would I bleep that I, was really, I don't know <laughs> You like doing stuff like that to me. I don't know what's going to get bleeped out these days, but, you know, I really did like the character of Tatsumi, though, you know, especially from the beginning was when he got swindled out all his money because, you know, it just happens. I mean, having the country boy come to the big city, it it's not something we are unfamiliar with in anime, but I think they did a really good job of kind of introducing him in that way, and I actually cared a lot about the side characters that... Uh, 
might not have made it too far into the series. They they did a lot to develop Tatsumi as a little sad boy in the city. Well, that's why so, I want a country boy going to city. So what's the general premise of a comic kill? So a comic kill is about Tatsumi who unwittingly joins this group of assassins and called Night Raid. And it's a story about the anti-heroes are trying to take down the government. Night Raid, this group of assassins, is trying to stop these evil government people who are stealing from the, the citizens of this country and are making it so everyone who lives outside of the capital is absolutely miserable and everyone who lives in the capital ends up being pretty poor off as well. So it's just the only people benefiting are the religion and the government, which are pretty well intertwined. And there's a lot, there's this, I guess, reactionary group to night raid being formed. Uh, and, uh, Oh my goodness. What are their name? What's their name? And they all have a full cast of characters. And honestly, because this is my biggest complaint about the comic. I killed the designs of the characters are all like, they all look like they could be main characters. So you can't really tell just like at a silhouette, who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. They all just look like they could be on the same team, but we've got two really distinct teams of interesting characters who are fighting each other with these super powerful weapons. Uh, and it's, it's a battle show and it's a really well done battle show where no life is sacred. Is that from what you saw, Darrell? Is that uh, fair enough? Yeah, because you know, like the little weapons that you talked about, the Imperial Arms. You know, like they were like ancient artifacts and stuff. And like you said, most all the characters like they look, they fit the main character um, prototype. So in a way, I can kind of see why people say Game of Thrones a little bit because no life is actually safe. But. Overall, it, it really is a good show. And, you know, I think you had the Jaegers going against um, Night Raid. The Jaegers, were, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, they you were know. really interesting. We had a lot of, there was a good backstory between a couple of the Jaegers and the uh, Night Raid. I actually yeah. cared about the bad guys a lot and the, gov- the government assassins. They yeah. Ended up because, being some of my favorite characters. Yeah. You know, the Jaegers actually did have like a sense of honor, like the Night Raid, but it was the guys from the secret police force, the um, Wild Hunt. You know, they were just straight up corrupt. So it was it was cool. Like you were rooting for both sides of most fights, and I, yeah. I really enjoyed that part of the show. Yeah. So is it one of those shows where you're not really sure who's right, or does it even matter yeah. who's right? <laughs> you kind of start it, it depending on who it is. You kind of start to sympathize with them because you know with them it's like you got night raid. You know they're fighting against a tyrannical government that's corrupt. And then you have these people in the Jaegers, you know, they do have a sense of honor and, you know, they just trying to, you know, do what, what soldiers do best, you know, duty, you know, honor country, you know. The show tries really hard to have a complex sense of morality and it doesn't ever really reach that, but it ends up having it in trying so hard to like read between the lines and all the grays between the black and white of morality. It, it ends up having some fun, like, well, is this is this what's right for the betterment of the people? And they, they answer a lot of those questions on an episode-to-episode basis and over the long... Like, there are times when you say, well, maybe these main characters that we've been following aren't actually even doing the right thing. They're killing bad people, but they're not helping anyone. 
And eventually it gets to a point where they are helping people and they are making the world a better place. And then it's a little easier to root for them. But, you know, there's some times in the show where you're like, well, are these assassins who are trying to take down the government actually doing the right thing? And I, I like that about it. Yeah, because the thing is, you can't really say who's right or who's wrong. And, you know, in a real wartime situation, you know, both sides actually believe they're right. I've seen some screen caps that heavily imply that there is some very wacky comedy in this show. It, it, there's some emotional whiplash, for sure. <laughs> you'll, you'll have this like really dramatic scene. I, I think it was in maybe episode 8 or 9. Akame has got this great like monologue about how challenging it is to lose a friend, and then it goes to slapstick, like the scene afterwards. <laughs> well, that just it reminds me like, of Helsing. Yeah, it, it likes the move sometimes, you know. Like, you can have, like, a real serious moment where, like, whoa, man, this was deep or this was just kind of mortifying. And then all of a sudden something funny comes out to lighten the mood. You can back me up on that, right, Miles? I'm maybe not. I wasn't too big of a fan of the comedy of a comic I killed personally, uh, which is why I did call it Whiplash. But it definitely did uh, play around with a lot of different things. I, I did like that it wasn't all serious all the time because that would have been a little hard to watch. Mm. That should be some... So, yeah, okay, maybe it did lighten the mood. Some good yeah. Just, I mean, tsunami not like, bump you know. material. Because they like to highlight the comedy and the bumps pretty often. So There's good, like, two-second gags, too, that you can have over with the, you know, the music in the background. Yeah, yeah. it'll be great. That should be fun. Uh, what would you say is the best qualities of a comic I kill? Personally, I really like the fight scenes. They're pretty well done, and there's a lot of times where we got three different people with unique abilities fighting three other different people with unique abilities. And each of these abilities, they they have new modes or they're done in interesting new ways. So it never feels like it's the same fight. It's not something that just everything ends with a Kamehameha or a spirit bomb. There's a lot of variety. <laughs> and you don't like they pull stuff out of nowhere, but they justify it in a way that it doesn't feel like it's out of nowhere. So you get all these huge power ups on the enemy side and then Tatsumi and his friends have to come up with more creative ways to work together to beat that. And I really think that the fights are really good Saturday morning, or I guess in this case, Sunday morning material. <laughs> Saturday night's all right for a fight. Get a little action in. <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard the fighting is, is particularly good in A Comic Go Kill. Uh, would you say that it paces the fighting well? It, it's not like a single fight is really drawn out. Oh no, it's the other way around. I wish they drew out the fights more. Oh, they're they're too fast. Oh. I think they had enough material for maybe 30, 35 episodes, and a comic got kill is twenty-four episodes. And you don't feel it too much, but every once in a while you will think to yourself, this could have been another I could have dealt with another episode of or two of this fight. Nothing ever feels like it's a, abbreviated, but it doesn't there's, there could have been a little more room for some of these fights to breathe, and that could have been really neat. But at the same time, it never wastes your time, and every single episode actually has impact on the plot, which you can't say about most 24-episode shows. That does sound good. You get your money's worth with this. Oh, yeah. All right. Hopefully people dig it, because we want, we want these shows to do well. <laughs> people on Crunchyroll definitely digged it. I can tell you that. Uh, it went from, what was it, July to December, 
and it was one of our top shows during that its entire run. And considering uh, that it's up with the likes of Naruto, Shippuden, and One Piece and Fairy Tale, that's really impressive. Oh no, and it was definitely playing ball with the big three for sure. And I, I think that speaks to how broad of an audience it's going to have and how well it's going to do on Toonami. I'm hoping for, you know, at least one million viewers a week. I don't know what time slot they're putting it in, but, you know, I, I think it's going to do fantastically on Toonami. All right. And you wanted to touch a little bit on your thoughts on Parasite. Absolutely. If, if you don't mind. So, again... Really happy to see one of the top performing shows on Crunchyroll from the last year. So make it onto broadcast television. That'll only draw, you know, the people who want to watch the subtitled experience back to our site or in other circumstances to the Sentai DVDs that will eventually get put out. And I, I just want to kind of introduce these shows to more people. And Toonami is such a great way of expanding the audience for shows. And Parasite something that I feel everyone should try out. I was a huge fan of the manga. And while it's not a perfect representation of the, the manga, it is a really cool series. With Again, it's a good fight series, and I think that that's why it's going to do so well on Toonami. And it's something where I cared a lot about the two main characters. And you know, it's rare for me to care about characters like I cared about the characters in Parasite. So uh, let's. I'm happy to introduce them to the whole world. I agree. I think that, that uh, Shinichi and me are, are really a great duo they work well off each other and it's uh, very entertaining just seeing them interact oh yeah and then you get all that great stuff where shinichi's just learning how migi thinks and how it's rubbing off on him and how it changes his perception of life in general it's just really interesting stuff and then they wrap that around crazy cool fights which is good because you know, if there's no crazy cool fights, people tend to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also that dark humor in Parasite, which I adore. You know, all the things that Miggy says so casually oh, about yeah. humanity. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, uh, yeah, those those can be pretty pretty jarring for human sensibilities. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And it's something that I'm going to be really receptive to if I'm watching at like 2 a.m. at night on Toonami. So, yeah, it works out wonderfully. Should be good times. So, I I mean, I, I'm i just more happy than anything to see Sentai working with Toonami. And there are some other Sentai shows that if Toonami is willing to make a stretch and show something like Michiko to Hachin, which I also adore, I'm really hoping that uh, Sentai's catalog can get explored a little by the folks at Toonami as well and we can see some other cool titles like Beyond the Boundary potentially on Toonami mm. that's, uh, that's a Kyo Annie show right? that's right Yeah. so there's supernatural elements to that one as I recall yeah. that's right there's, there's fighting not as much but there's fighting and there's supernatural elements and it's really visually stunning and the characters are all really well developed I'm a huge fan of everything Keanu does, and that's certainly no exception. So Beyond the Boundary, I think, would be a, a good expansion, Some trying something new for to, the Toonami audience, kind of like what they're doing with Michiko to Hachin. And, you know, I, I, I think that their relationship with Sentai is the beginning of something really big and exciting. Let's hope so. Are there any other Crunchyroll series that you think would be really great to see on Toonami? Book of Pantara. 
What was that? Book of Bantora. Book of Bantora. I haven't even watched that one. That yeah, that's a couple years old now. Yeah, I know it's a couple years old, but it I think it really would fit with Tsunami. I think Food Wars would also Oh, I would really love well. to see Food Wars yes! on Tsunami. That would be yes. sensational. <laughs> oh, that's really scratching that itch that has not been scratched since uh, Yakitate Japan for me. And admittedly, <laughs> might even be better than Yakitate Japan. And it, that's... Oh, that's a, that's a daring statement. Yakitate Japan is one of the masterpieces of our generation. It truly is. It it truly is. I mean, there's, there's not enough people with afros in, in Food Wars <laughs> yet. But I, I hope that oh, they someday have pompadours. they do have pompadours. They do have pompadours. So that's that's points. And both series have a girl in American bikini, yep. American flag bikini. You gotta love so, that. You know, there's that good representation going on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of that, y'all gotta get Yakitate Japan on Crunchyroll. <laughs> Discotech is actually putting it out right now on DVD or not Discotech, Excuse me. Right Stuff Media is putting out Yakitate Japan in big chunks on DVD. Yeah, I saw so that. That's. I'm really happy that they're doing it. I was uh, looking for they, it at Momocon. I didn't find it. They tend to really like people ordering it directly off their site. Well, that makes sense. They are right stuff. And I am not opposed to buying from right stuff, that's for sure. I can't uh, push that product enough. Right stuff really treated that series well. And it's, you know, it's it's near and dear to my heart as a lover of all things bread. So, oh, yes, (laughs) the many different kinds of bread. Food Wars would be another one that I could definitely see on Toonami. That would certainly be a stretch, but it would be a good stretch. I mean... Look here, we, we had Space Dandy. Yeah, so. we had Space Dandy. Back in the day, we had Boba Bo. Um, I think I think Food Wars could pass. I think he could pass, and people would be pretty darn amused by it. Because <laughs> it is a shonen battle show, but it's about cooking. <laughs> and- Every episode works on its own. Yeah, I think I think it. You know, once it's over, in the next uh, quarter here or so, I, I think that it's time to get started with conversations between Sentai and Toonami. They're already in the same room, which I'm really happy about. And yeah, Food Wars would be my next big push. Yes, I mean Food Wars is freaking great, especially for somebody who cooks. Oh, do you cook? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't, and I just want to every time I watch that show, but I'm also terrified. There's so many steps they go through. Yeah, but thanks to Food Wars, I'm kind of up my level a little bit more. I was like, damn, I didn't think about trying that, but I'm about to now. <laughs> yeah, there's some really creative stuff that they throw into the recipes of Food Wars that I just I don't even think about. <laughs> it's oh, How much how research went into that? It seems pretty uh, insane. <laughs> It's like a super intense form of uh, Iron Shell. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. You know, you just want to see the chair go, Kazim, Iron Shell! <laughs> yeah, we don't have any eyebrows wiggling in uh, Food Wars. It's oh. <laughs> too bad. Eyebrows are very important. That's all right. We got Kill a Kill for the eyebrows. Exactly. <laughs> well, we, we have Kill a Kill for now. Maybe they'll rerun it. Who knows? I can't imagine they'd get rid of it too soon. Well, they did do that marathon, so I, I kind of get the inkling that they like it enough that if it's possible, they will rerun it. But, yeah, these things are, uh, I don't know. It kind of it feels like they're decided on a whim at some points, <laughs> which, is, which can be good or bad. 
a whim can get you Michiko and Hanzu. Because there that's, you go. that's definitely thinking outside the box. And I think to the benefit of all Toonami viewers in that situation. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it seems like it's doing pretty well so far. Hopefully you can keep that up because I was a little nervous when they announced. I was like, yes, this is fantastic. <laughs> oh, I hope people watch it because not nearly enough people watch Black Lagoon. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that. They <laughs> watch Black Lagoon's. I told them that Black Lagoon was great, and then once everybody started watching, oh, this is great, this is so great, and then it's too late by that point. They just stopped. Right. They just stopped. It's, I know, we could have got reverse blood trail. And we only have four hours of programming. It makes it really hard. Mm-hmm. Kind of at the point where it's actually just three, and then they have uh, a rerun that they can maybe play. <laughs> but, yeah, a little, a little honestly... It was feeling a bit bloated at points last year, so I don't mind the cutback, and I get more sleep. That is good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love those old shows, Ghost in the Shell, Bebop, IGBX, Samurai Jack. I love all those old shows, but they've played so many times. It is As great as it is for people to be able to still discover them, Sometimes you just gotta let it go. And hopefully now a new audience will be kept awake all night with a Kame Ga Kill. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna be in for a big treat there, though. Oh, yeah. People still watch it like crazy on Crunchyroll. It's super popular even now. I do. We've had people rewatch it. You know, I can watch all the who's watching what. And people love rewatching a Kame Ga Kill, or, you know, you'll still get new fans who are just drawn to it by the cover art or. They heard good things from their friends. Mm. It does it does really well. And I mean, I've rewatched the last episode at least because I love the ending of this show to bits. So if you're even just, a, oh, this is kind of okay. If you're even just a little okay with a comic, kill, watch it through for that ending because that makes the whole thing worthwhile to me. A good ending. An anime with a good ending. You you have piqued my Can interest. Can you believe that? It's so hard to believe. My gosh. It's so hard to believe. <laughs> the dream was achieved with a Kami Ga Kill. Wow. That's, Do you that's agree, Jarrell? Hey, I agree all the way. <laughs> Glad to hear I it. think naturally a show should get better as it goes on as opposed to get worse. <laughs> well, that's a that's like, like Miles said, you know. It just keeps getting better and better. Mm. I mean, you don't get disappointed. Well, I'm excited to be able to see it for the first time. I'm going in with no reservations. Let's just see how this show is. and It'll be fun. I, I, uh, It's so rare that I get to watch a show that I haven't already seen on Toonami, which is not an octa Toonami. I mean, there's only so much they can do, but... Right, it's, especially if you're involved with the anime community uh-huh. and following new stuff. Yeah, you're gonna watch if something's good. It's they're not gonna. Toonami's gonna not gonna pick a bad anime to put on. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. They, and it's easier now than ever to know what people actually like before you go uh, spending the money. <laughs> Thank you, social media. <laughs> Instant gratification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's working out all right so miles do you uh you get a chance to watch tsunami on occasion 
on occasion. So what happens is I mostly watch it at conventions, funny enough. That sounds about right. <laughs> because that's the time when I'm up at past midnight on Saturdays more often than anywhere else. So I'll just turn on the TV in the hotel room. <laughs> I, you have to figure I've gone to like 15 conventions this year. Uh, so yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of tsunami. I kind of figured that. Well, that's a good point. You know, if you watch Toonami at pretty much every convention, then you, you get a decent you know, decent sampling of Toonami throughout the year. That's And I mean, like you, I've seen it all before, yeah. but there's something special about watching it on TV. I definitely wish I could play for premium like I do with Crunchyroll and skip the commercials, but I definitely am happy to have the uh, the bumps and the, the Toonami little inserts in the middle of it all. Yeah. And unlike a whole lot of other networks, Toonami still does the one break in the middle of the show and yeah. doesn't split it up into three breaks. And I I love that about Adult Swim, and I'm so glad that they've stuck with it because on every other network, that's just infuriating when you're watching a show and it's split up into more breaks. Because I'll watch commercials, but I don't like it when they break the flow of a show just to throw in more commercials. That's pretty annoying. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Though it does sometimes end up with very long commercial breaks, which are also good for using the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> or grabbing more booze. Or, uh, there you or go. other libations. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, sketch, you can have some juice. I, I gotta admit, uh, as much as I'd like to see the opening sequences played on Naruto Shippuden, uh, I do like having a long commercial break in which I can go get food. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? I I think I I got my my piece on a comic got kill. I really do appreciate the chance you all offered me to come on here and talk about this show. I spent half a year of my life eagerly anticipating it every Sunday morning. So happy I am able to share that experience with all of you. And soon you'll have spend half of a year enjoying the same journey I had. Yes, I get the experience again in the dub. Oh, that's going to be fun. That is, There is something to be said. When you see it in Japanese and then you watch the dub, sometimes it's just just as entertaining or more entertaining dubbed, depending on the show. Because certain shows, they just make more sense dubbed. I think this one's going to be a, is a really good candidate for dubs. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Parasite. Parasite has a lot of Western sensibilities to the story. So I think Definitely, it, it really yeah. works for that. So uh, hopefully they uh, they bring their A-game over at Seraphim. <laughs> Better bring their A-game for these shows because when was the last time they had a show on TV? <laughs> <laughs> if you count Neon Alley, <laughs> then not too long ago, <laughs> but if you don't count Neon Alley, whew, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Like G4? I think. <laughs> oh my! Has, which yeah, is no longer, which is no longer with us. <laughs> I I remember when G four was playing Cromartie High School. <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, that was a weird dub. Yeah, but oh, I loved it. They did a good job. The whistling episode was perfect in English. Uh, I think that might have even been better than the Japanese. Ooh, bold words. I didn't like the dub normally, but that episode was really good. Yeah, I thought that was a very entertaining show. And they did a good job on that dub. It was good. Uh, as an aside, it's pretty exciting you guys finally got subtitled Yu-Gi-Oh! So people had been asking us for that for a long time. I believe and it. 
<laughs> we've been working on it for a long time. A lot of these licensing deals are pretty complicated. So we try and do what we can and we were able to come through on this one and we're just happy to be able to have it. And it's, it's a slow roll coming out, but we're just happy to have more Yu-Gi-Oh on the site and having it in America. Cause we had a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh in other countries and now we're sharing the love with the United States, which is our biggest country. Of course. Of course. It's our home. <laughs> yeah, we operate in more countries. My joke at conventions is we operate in more countries than there are our countries recognized by the United Nations. That's <laughs> interesting. That's a good point, though. <laughs> How can they not be recognized? I mean, they exist. <laughs> yeah, but you got to remember some countries are so poor they can't make it to the United Nations. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Not even on the food stamp program. Oh, come on, somebody get a get a carpool going. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not poor enough for free anime. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. there you go. With, with I, know I hear a lot of guys in the Philippines talking about that sometimes. Oh yeah. Trust me, when they can get internet, it's like air to them. <laughs> I get the impression One Piece was another one of those. It took a long, long time to figure out how to get that one. There was also that scare back in, like, 2009. Oh, yeah. Oh, Toei was not happy. You know, One Piece was a very sensitive sensitive title, but a lot of us, especially myself in the office, are huge One Piece fans. Oh, so. excellent. High five. <laughs> That's a little hard from this part of California. I know. Well, Darrell's always asking me to send him food through the internet. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that you can do. Eat 24. Oh. You don't need to be anywhere near him. Oh, well. See? Just get someone else to bring it for you. Uh, well. You have no more excuses now, Skitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he means, like, personally made food. I mean, I could ship it to him, but I don't know about the consistency of that. I mean, you could be proactive about it, send him cookies every Thursday two-day express, so they get them there on Saturday. I, I have no problem with that at all. I have no problem with it. The won't sketch cookies. Spray, spray the sketch. Oh, boy. Even, like, time what time they deliver, so you make sure you get on a Skype call with them maybe, like, half hour before it's scheduled for delivery. Just try and bait them into saying, hey, can you deliver me some cookies? And you're like, just wait ten minutes. <laughs> Okay. He's going to remember this. <laughs> yes, I am. See, what have you done, Miles? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely going to rehash this later on, Sketch. Oh, boy. You have no more excuses anymore. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, thank you again, Miles, for taking the time. I know you're a very busy guy. Thank you for being so uh, accommodating to me. I really appreciate coming on and talking to Kamega Kill. Yeah, we're flexible around here, generally speaking. <laughs> Yeah, some of us are actually flexible. Not me. I'm flexible with a <laughs> bottle of booze in my hand, though. <laughs> Extend drink. Catch you later, Miles. Yeah, thanks so much. You guys have a good one. You too.
back and I'm alive again. How about that? You're alive? Holy shit. Yeah, I know. I'm just as shocked as you are. The black man survive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what can we say? We got some damn good writers on this show. I see that. <laughs> How the hell do you explain two black guys on the show for so long? <laughs> Chocolate thunder and white lightning. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I will did not hear that. At all. I hear chocolate thunder. I think Daryl Dawkins, the basketball player. <laughs> you know what I hear? I hear listener emails. I think you should get to that, Jim. I do too. <laughs> Before we uh, end up saying things that we don't need to say. Exactly. Anyway. The first listener mail comes from Saku, Sak, uh, Sakyo Kurayami. I thought there was another you in there. There shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Anyway, from Sakyo, I really have been impressed with the new Toonami shows, promos, music videos, etc. Which version of Toonami do you think is better in terms of broadcasting shows? Like, for example, Cartoon Network Toonami had mild to heavy editing of anime shows, while Adult Swim Toonami has shows from uncut forms to light edits. Which do you feel has made a more faithful impact? I don't know if it's if the question here is so much about being faithful, so much as what we can get away with. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. The world has changed so much now that, you know, we don't have to be so innocent and tapered down now. We're no longer the 40 year old virgin people. <laughs> 40 year old virgin. <laughs> So thank you for that email. Um, I think we're fine. I think uh, there's a reason why the guys say they won't be coming to Cartoon Network again, and it's because they like the freedom that Adult Swim offers. At least I'd like to. At least that's what I've interpreted it as. Though honestly, if you're trying to compare the old tsunami with the current tsunami, can't do it. I it's apples to oranges, man. It's yes. yeah. the mission it. remains the same more or less, but completely different box of toys. Exactly. And at the time, it made more sense to market towards younger audiences. Let's just put it like this. This ain't your little brother, Toonami, no more. No. This is Toonami no. grown up. I mean, I, as far as being able to do as much as they want-wise, yeah, this is the better version. But them having so much more, having like endless money back in the day, I would not mind having that again. But like I said, <laughs> but like I said it was the 90s. Everybody had money back then. Well, they didn't. They didn't. I didn't. I almost want to say they didn't really focus on ratings until towards the end of Toonami's first death, so to mm. speak. So, well, I mean, I don't know. Probably, it's, probably weren't too concerned with ratings until about 2002. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's what Cartoon Network was getting into more homes and they had more expectations. Better reach, a bigger reach at the time, you know? Yeah, and if you're in more homes, you're expected to do that much better. <laughs> I think I think Tsunami lived up to that challenge, so for the most part, for so, many years. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got another email from Dragonzord 1993. Hello, Jesus, Dragonzord. Hello, TFP. Dragonzord 1993 here with some news that was announced last month, which I'm bringing to your attention. Assuming you haven't heard yet, my apologies if you have, because it sounds like a golden opportunity for Tsunami. Vampire Hunter D, a series of light novels by Hideyuki Kikuchi that's been previously adapted into two animated films, will be given an animated series, specifically a CG animated hour-long series titled Vampire Hunter D Resurrection, which will be produced by Unified Pictures and Digital Frontier, with Hideyuki Kikuchi and Yoshiaki Karajiri involved in production as well, and will come out America in America first before Japan. While there's not a lot of details right now, 
I think this could be another big opportunity for Toonami, one that could potentially be as big as the Space Dandy simuldub and could warrant the block expanding to 11pm. What do you guys think? Thanks for responding, and R.I.P. Michiko and Hotchin's Tiggle Biddies bumper. You were the funniest thing since Black Lagoon's You Got Beep bumper. <laughs> yes, I do love those Tiggle Biddies, and I did love Black Lagoon's You Got Bleep bumper. <laughs> uh, such a great bumper. That was awesome. But um, um, to the question at hand, um, too early to tell, because this is actually the first time I've ever heard of yeah. the uh, Vampire Hunter D uh, series, which don't get me wrong. I love me some Vampire Hunter D. The original movie was hilariously cheesy, but uh, Bloodlust was fantastic. And I can't wait for Discotech's re-release of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust had all the uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri hallmarks. Uh, I don't even know if that was directed by him, but I will say that Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust was an awesome, awesome movie. A lot of good action. So Yeah, we'll we'll keep tabs on that development, but there's really uh sure, I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I imagine that Jason and Gil are aware of this, because it's the kind of thing that I would figure they would have tabs on. I but, think they like Vampire Hunter D as well. Yeah. I think well, they do. I, I, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure they like Vampire Hunter D, or at least Jason does. It sounds like something that'd be right up his alley anyway. Yeah, because we all know people, real vampires do not f***ing sparkle. <laughs> it's, nope. dead. it's dead, Darrell. It's dead. It's yeah, dead I'm and sorry, buried. man. It, I just freaking get upset when I think about it sometimes. I'm sorry. It's dead and buried, man. Don't worry. So we're down it. now. So we're down. <laughs> It's Let fine. me test. Let me get some booze. I'll be okay. <laughs> and finally, we get an email from Rogue Soul Reaper. Hey guys, it's Rogue Soul Reaper again. I came by to say a very big thank you to you all for the signed shirt. I've got it hanging on my wall and it looks awesome. I just need Steve to sign it and it'll be complete. I was also glad I could aid in getting the Momocon news, even though current events have kept me from watching the panel. Keep up the good work and thanks again. Hey, thank you, You're man. Welcome. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Yes, I, I sent that out. <laughs> couple weeks ago so yeah, something like that hey thank you so much for uh supporting us and uh, just being a good sport and as <laughs> as we've said if you donate to us we'll help you out and try to get you you know things and that's what happened you scratch our back we scratch yours exactly you pour me booze i get you something good <laughs> <laughs> no Darrell, you can't get them on keychains okay <laughs> who the hell that <laughs> <laughs> So, with such a loaded show, I guess there's not a heck of a lot uh, left for us to do, aside from sign off. Yes, so, I will hear that. Yeah, exactly. So, we got a little, got some housekeeping procedures first, but before we even do that, there is a marathon going on right now called Summer Games Done Quick. For those of you who like video games, I'm sure a lot of you have been paying attention to it on your Twitter feeds. Summer Games Done Quick is a bunch of speedrunners beating games really, really fast and showing off really, really awesome skill and a lot of luck and uh, glitch manipulation in the process. And uh, every dollar that they that you send to them goes to a wonderful charity called Doctors Without Borders. They're independent doctors that go to war-torn areas, play, uh, places uh, besieged by famine, disease, what have you. And uh, they just uh, are there to cut through the red tape and get people medical help that they need. So uh, they are uh, just about at $200,000 now, hoping to break a million before the end of the week. 
And uh, any amount that you give to them is uh, really, really awesome because Doctors Without Borders is a fantastic organization. Yeah, they really are. You know, I just remembered that, you know, when you started telling about it earlier, Jim, I just remember because I think like, you know, when I was overseas, I did kind of like run into a couple of those guys, too. Mm -hmm. They do some real good relief effort. Mm -hmm. They are wonderful, wonderful people. It's a wonderful organization, not tied to any government that I'm aware of. Um, so it's not like, uh, so I don't believe any money is just going to go to overhead. It's going to go to, uh, sending doctors to where they may need to go. Yeah. I mean, there's some real brave souls, man. Mm -hmm. They actually, you know. they do this stuff with uh, life and limb, almost like the Peace Corps when you think about it. Yeah. Except they actually, except doctors without borders actually does something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to our housekeeping procedures. All right, so you can email us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You guys know what you can email us, so just continue doing what you're doing. Uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. As I've said in the past, you can download the, the episodes there. You can also listen. You can also comment there. You can like us there. And we'd also like you to follow us there. So Please, if you guys could, it's soundcloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Like us on Facebook, and you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And if you've missed any of our exclusives or episodes, you can visit us, podcast.tsunamifaithful.com, for all of our episodes, including those from our friends at the show rundown so make sure you check them out as well because they are part of the tsunami faithful podcast network we don't say that a lot i feel like we need to a little bit more so mm -hmm. please do check them out uh two other things real quick we have what's called a patreon and we just had another person uh contribute to that as well and i need to find that name i'm gonna do that in just a second here um but uh patreon.com slash tsunami faithful podcast shut up Darrell. Mm -hmm. um Please help us donate. Uh, we just got another contributor, and I am very happy that you guys are continuing to uh, help us out because it does go to a great cause. It does help us do more content, and we want to take it above and beyond what we've done so far. And in order to do that, we need to have the money to do that. I know that sounds, you know, a little like we're trying to ask for money, but you know, things are expensive, and it is what it is. And we got to start funding for this stuff. Uh, the person, the latest person that donated, his name was Alex Martelli. Uh, thank you for uh, your donation. Uh, your prizes will, two of your prizes will be uh, sent to you. He actually did the uh, behind the scenes of We Are the Faithful, which I suggest that you guys keep an eye on Kadesh Flow's feed and geekyinc.com because more information is coming on that. Uh, he's been sending some stuff out and. Uh, you guys may be able to get involved with that. So again, it's uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Donate whatever you can because it does help. And lastly, we have a teespring. I brought this back, but it, uh, in the form of a Tsunami Faithful podcast shirt. Um, it's teespring.com slash Tsunami Faithful podcast. If you guys want one of our shirts that you've seen us wear in our interviews, that you've seen us wear at cons, uh, that is currently up right now on that link. You can get them in long sleeve. You can get them as a hoodie. You can get them in women's sizes. Darrell needs one of those. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul, but you're the only one that has big tits on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. But anyways. Um, Got milk? Yeah. 
<laughs> Apparently you do because you used to milk sketch all of uh, Momocon, so there you go. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways. just a dairy cow. So if you guys, that's another way you guys can contribute to us. I don't know what just happened, but if you guys want to contribute to us, that's another way that you can. Uh, teespring.com slash podcast. Uh, help us out. Get a t-shirt and there you go. By the way, that's that has bigger sizes for those of you that want two, three, and I believe it goes up to four X. So oh, we got crane size too. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna make a t-shirt out of that if you keep that shit up. <laughs> got crane size? Oh shit, I'm doing that right now. <laughs> along so. with along with the Dave Durrell shirt. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well that's that's uh, it for the housekeeping cleaning. So and that's it for the podcast. <laughs> yes, that is it for the podcast. So let's do our sign offs. Uh, I think should we start with you, Jim, or do you want to go second yeah. to last? I say uh, you know we go in the order we usually do, and that's with the person who introduced themselves last in the opening. So sketch, where can they find you, good sir? You can find me at sketch nineteen eighty four. On Twitter, you can tumble with me, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions at ask.fm backslash sketch1984. If you have any suggestions or commentary for the podcast, you can direct that to sketch at tsunamifaithful.com or podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Okay. Uh, Also, next week will be our big send-off for Kill a Kill, so please send in your commentary on Kill a Kill as a whole, and we will read the best of them. You can, uh, it'd probably be better if you send that as email. So send that to one of the emails. Please do. Mm-hmm. So Darrell, where can they find you, good sir? Oh, people, you know you can always find me on the Twitterverse at Ukami underscore Samurai 7. Also, I do have an S.FM. You can find that at S.FM backslash Ukami 75. And if you need to send me any emails, you can do that at Darrell Maddox at TsunamiFaithful.com. Jim, where can they find you, sir? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter. You can also find me at at Baystar underscore boy on PlayStation 4 and Rinoku95 on the Wii U. Now, Paul, you're the last one up. All right, so you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can also find me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. And you can ask me questions, ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. I can answer any questions that you have. Just remember, if you're a dick, I will destroy you. So. Mm-hmm. That is it where you can find me. So thank you guys for listening as usual. Thank you guys for listening to the Shami Faithful Podcast. Keep tuning in. And um, just as a quick reminder, we have our interview coming up with one of the co-founders of SWAT Cats, um, co-creators of SWAT Cats. So if you guys want to listen to that, please tune in. It should be this week at some point. Um, and uh, do contribute to their Kickstarter because this is – another American cartoon that we can possibly have back on the air. Uh, just go to kickstarter.com search, search for SWAT cats revolution and contribute if you can, because you know what? There's not many American cartoons out there left. I should say American action cartoons out there left. So, but that's it for this week's podcast. Peace. Wow. Kisses.